0: I thank God for everything. Hey, I thank God for everything. A, hey, for he is good. For he is good. A, hey, for he is good. For he is good. Hey, I thank God for everything. Hey, I thank God for everything. A, hey, for he is good. For he is good. A, hey, for he is good for he is good Hey, what's up guys thank you for listening to and tuning in to daughter of jesus podcast i hope y'all enjoy let's get into it what's up you guys how y'all doing how you guys doing on this beautiful sunday i am feeling great um church was amazing pastor smith preached like she really did it was so good so so good and I had to come on here and just kind of tell y'all what she talked about it was like so awesome so amazing and yeah so anyways you guys I just want to say I love y'all and I really hope that you guys woke up full of love love joy happiness peace All the fruits of the Spirit. I really hope that you guys felt that when you woke up this morning and just throughout your day. And yeah, so let's just open up with prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for this beautiful Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, we thank you for this new day. And we just continue to just praise you, Father. We continue to give you honor, glory, and We just we appreciate you, Lord, because without you, we would not be able to make it. We would not be able to live um, our life just out of bondage. We would be living in bondage because we wouldn't have any joy, no peace. We wouldn't be able to have a God protect us. So I just thank you for being our God, Lord God. We thank you for choosing us before the foundation of the world. Lord God, we just thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor because you deserve it, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, open up the hearts of the listeners to receive what it is that you're going to speak, Lord God. I also ask you, whoever is not saved, Lord God, save them and fill them with your precious Holy Ghost. And Lord God. We repent of any sin that we have committed. Please forgive us and help us to turn away from our sins, Lord God, and to do better and live Christ-like in Jesus' mighty name. Allow us to be lights in dark places, Lord God. Let your light shine through us, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory to God. Whoa. Why, y'all, when I just got done praying? The time stamp said two two two. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyways, y'all. Okay, so after um every after church, basically, like I started just worshipping the Lord. I started to just listen and meditate on the beautiful songs and just, you know, thanking him because he's you know he's to be worshiped. We are supposed to thank him and just, you know, just be so happy for having the Lord, be so happy for just all that he does for us. He's such a sweet God. And I just, I thank him. But anyway, so I was just really meditating on the Lord and worshiping him and, you know, in spirit and truth, because the Bible says we must worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And it was just so beautiful. So, anyways, uh church was over. It was actually over at 2:22, so it was over at yeah, about an hour ago. And so, I don't know if I'm going to remember everything that was discussed <laughs> cuz the whole hour went by and it was a lot, but um I'm definitely going to try to get into it. So, basically, pastor was, pe- or was basically preaching on how so many homes are just not living in peace. Like homes don't have peace, don't have love, don't have joy. It's just, it's completely out of the will of God and God is not in that home. And it's because so many people that are in these homes like they could have huge homes but there's no peace and it's because they're not saved they're not living righteous they're wicked and the lord is not in the homes and she was just talking about that she was just saying you know um when you're saved and you have the lord god will bless that home god will make that home so peaceful and I was just thinking like, wow, that's so true. And not even just homes, like it could be on your job. It could be, um, okay, wait, hold on. I got that mixed up. Sorry, y'all. No, okay. So she was also talking about, here's the thing. So yeah, she was talking about the homes and then she gave like a testimony about how her, um, when she's a little girl, her mom's home was very peaceful But I guess her mom was not married, and her mom was lonely, and she wanted to be married. And she met a man, and I guess that was not the man of God for her. And she still married him, so it was like out of the will of the Lord. And she just said, once her mom married that man, the whole atmosphere, the whole environment of that home was no longer peaceful. It was filled with distress. It was filled with just no peace. And she said she remember going to and I guess it's because the man he was not saved. He was wicked. And um he she said her mom started to be uh what did she say? She said her mom started to be uh like always thinking she's doing something wrong, like being stressed out. And it just, it was no longer the same. And she said, this is when she was a little girl. And she said she ended up going to her grandparents' house and she told her grandparents, I can't live in that environment. I cannot, like, there's no peace. There's no happiness. There's no joy. God is not in it. I cannot be there. So then her grandparents, uh, her grandfather actually, forgive me. So her grandfather A man of God told her father, which I believe was his son, said, go get her. And then so I guess they got custody of her and her grandparents ended up raising her. But, yeah, she just told that story. And I was just like, whoa, that's that's crazy. But it's true. Like there's so many homes that are just filled with wickedness, you know, it's just not of God. There's just no peace. And I was just thinking about that. Like, wow. And then she was also talking about how when God is in it, God will bless the home. God also, she was saying, like, when people are around you, just from people, like, if you're blessed and she used Joseph, Joseph was blessed. Everywhere he went, he was blessed, but also those around him were blessed. And she started talking about that. And I was just like, wow, that is so true because thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know. Did I welcome the Holy Spirit? Father God, I welcome you, Lord. You are always welcome. Let it be none of me, but all of you. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. So she started talking about that. And I was just, oh, and this is what she said too. She said, even if it's just one person in that household that is saved that one person can bless that whole house to be saved, can bless that whole house to be filled with the righteousness of God. And she was just talking about how it just really takes one person to be blessed and for those around you to be blessed. And I was just like, wow, that is so true. Because I started thinking back when I went to Malibu, when I used to, when God sent me there and I got hired there back in this was the end of 2017 when I went there oh my god because y'all could tell when an environment is peace or when an environment is full of evilness is full of just like it just you can feel it and that's what she was talking about and when I went to Malibu The environment. Oh my God. They were so miserable. It was so evil. Like the people made the environment because they didn't know Jesus. And I remember the first day of work, I went and we all had a meeting and I went into that room and I was so happy, smiling. And I was just like, good morning, everybody. You know me, just this extremely happy girl going into a room full of all men that's down, depressed, sad, miserable, all of that. And I remember my happiness made them feel like made them mad. I remember I walked into that room and like I said, I smiled and I was just like, good morning, just full of joy. And you know what they said? They was like, why are you so happy? It's too early for like they would they complained about me being happy. They was like it's too early, it's too early for all that happiness and all that joyful and smiley. And I'm like, "What?" And I ain't going to lie, as time went on, I like my joy was gone. Every time I went there, I, ne- I didn't smile anymore. I didn't go in there excited the way I went when I first started working there. And I was just like, wow, that is so true. It's so true. Like, but one thing I can say is when I did go there, like Pastor Smith was saying, just you being blessed and God blessing you, he will bless those around you. And I I was just amazed because I remember when I did go to Malibu, I remember they they told me they didn't really have any bonuses they really didn't they only had like once a year raise and as soon as god sent me there we had got a christmas and new year's bonus we had got a raise we got another bonus and then we got another raise and like god started to bless those like bless the whole company I kid you not, it was so amazing because I knew it was the hands of God. God showed me and also it was confirmed through the people at you know, through my coworkers. They was like, "No, this is not normal. We haven't had a bonus in like 8 years." And as soon as the minute that God sent me their bonuses, raises everything. It was so powerful like just from me, God Having his hands on my life and me being blessed because I'm saved and I'm living righteousness, the Lord blessed my surroundings, the Lord blessed my environment, and it's so true. And that's what she was just talking about like how you know you can be a blessing and God will bless those around you, but also talking about the homes like the home. There's so many homes that are not blessed, there's so many homes that are just I don't even really know how to explain like they're just living in how did she put it oh I do quick just living like there's so much strife there's so much anger there's so much misery like that is not the will of God that is not God's will for us to live like that and I really and it's it's actually true it's extremely true there's many homes that don't have God and they're just they're not living good they might have a lot of money but they're not happy and it's extremely sad and that's what happens so she also gave a lot of scriptures So I'll go um, by the first one that she gave, the first two. The first one was Proverbs 3, 33, and it reads, The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. Do y'all hear that? The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. So that means... If the home is wicked, like the the people in the home is wicked or they're, they're not saved, they don't have God, that brings a curse. It brings a curse because guess what? The enemy, that's the enemy's way of entering that home. That opens the door for the enemy to come into that home and tear that home upside down. Y'all, y'all really have to hear because this is this is real, y'all. This is so serious because I look back like dang, that is so true. That is so true. And y'all know it. Y'all, I'm pretty well. If you haven't experienced that, praise be to God. But I'm sure a lot of y'all have. We have all been in a point of time where we were not saved, where we was living out of the will of God you know, and you're going to feel that. I have so many testimonies I can give, but I don't feel like right now is the right time to give those testimonies. But I can say that this is true. When you don't have God, you're going to see the difference. There's no love. There's no love. There's no kindness. There's no there's just no nothing. And if you don't got peace or joy, like you don't got nothing. Because I can say when I wake up in my home, in my apartment, I wake up so excited. I wake up full of joy. I, I wake up and know that I'm loved and I have the Lord. And I wake up thanking God for a new day. And it's just so beautiful. It's so peaceful, but then there's those homes where you can feel the strife. I'm sorry, you can feel wickedness, you can feel misery. You can I felt it at Malibu Boats when I worked, when God sent me there, I felt it. And guess what? When you're in those environments, that Wickedness or just the feelings of how those people are feeling that can get on you. So you gotta be careful who you allow in your circle, you gotta be careful who you're around. Because when I went to Malibu, like I said, they, they were mad because I was happy and joyful. <laughs> they would tell me it's too early for all that um excitement and smiling. I'm like, what are you serious? Like, so you expect me to be sad and miserable and I mean you guys are getting up just to work but you're not happy no but eventually that rubbed off onto me I started going there no smile no nothing because it was because they didn't like it so they rubbed off onto me and just gotta be careful that's one reason I I hate it there I love the work I love my position but I hated my surroundings. Everybody was so unhappy. Everybody was so miserable. Everybody, it was so many demons at that company. It was, but I was that light. And even though that place was full of wickedness, from me being there, God blessed the whole environment. When I was getting ready to leave, that place was going downhill. And I'm pretty sure it's even worse now. Like they were so bad to the point where the boats were, um, they have never did sales on boats and they got to the point where they were actually, um, giving deals and sales on the boats. So I was really shocked, but yeah, that place is going downhill. They're full of wicked, wickedness. And it's just, it's sad. Um, so let's get back to that scripture i didn't finish it so then it says but he blessed the habitation of the just so he blesses the righteousness he blesses his people he blesses if you're living right and you're living in the will of god and you're and God is your your Lord and Savior. He's going to bless your household. It could just, like she said, it could just be one person in that household. And that will put the favors of God on that family, on that home, and cause that home to be blessed. It could just be the child, a one one of your child. The parents is living out of the will of God. They are completely not saved, but there could be their child that's saved, and that child will bring the blessings of God on that home. Um, she also talked about how so many marriages, like the they they don't have no peace. They're full of strife. They're um, always arguing, always mad at each other. That is. God not God is not blessing that. That's the devil that it's a curse. I mean the word of God says the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. If you are not serving the Lord, if you have not accepted God as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you are not living in the will of God, then again, you're not living in righteousness, you're not living in holy um you know holiness. You're basically allowing the devil to come in that home and she was just you know talking about that and I was just like wow you know um that's that's crazy like crazy as if like it's true though like it's just so freaking true you know it's really true and the enemy loves that he doesn't want the blessings of the lord on you guys because he knows that If you have the blessings of the Lord, you're going to have everything. You're going to have, the main thing is wanting peace in your home. Peace that surpasses all understanding is so beautiful. That's why during Corona 2020, there was so many, well, they were saying it was going to be so many divorces. It was so many suicides and not like... Bragging on this, but I'm just bringing it to light. It was because a lot of those people, the homes were not blessed. The homes were wicked. They had no peace. That's why you see so many famous people that commit suicide. Because yes, they have so much money, but money does not bring happiness. Money does not bring joy. Money does not bring peace. And they could have all the money in the world. And still be miserable because their spirit does not have God. I'm sorry, if you do not have God, you are not going to have that joy, that peace, because it comes from God. That's the thing you guys have to realize joy, happiness, that comes from within. And within is your spirit. We are spirit beings walking this earth, God is a spirit. So we have to have. God we have to yield to the Lord. His spirit connects with our spirit. His spirit inside of our spirit. Him being within us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's where the peace comes from. That's where the fruits of the spirit comes from. So you have to remember that we have to have God and we have to be living right because you can be you can say that you know you're a Christian and all, but if you're not living right, and when I say living right, I literally mean living right. If you're not really giving you, if you have not Ask God to forgive you for your sins. And you, you have to do that every day. I'm going to tell you right now. You got to ask God to forgive you for your sins every day. Not just one day. People say, oh, you know, um, once saved, always saved. No, that's not true. You have to continuously because we, we sin. We're sinners. So you have to constantly ask God to forgive you. That's why every time I'm on here, that's part of my prayer. Lord, forgive us for our sins. We repent. And, you know, you have to ask. Secondly, who holy spirit help me cuz I'm just like going in thank you Jesus, thank you holy spirit. I don't even know where I left off at y'all. I'm just I was so in the spirit right now. Um oh, Okay, living, right? So yeah, you guys have to ask for forgiveness. Also, you have to be trying to live right. You if you have the holy spirit, you're not going to be able to do wickedness. You're not going to be able to do bad without being convicted. The Holy Spirit is going to convict you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be able to live a free willed life. And the thing is, we need the Holy Spirit because he knows that we are human. So we are flesh, but we're also spirit. And so with the Holy Spirit, he will continue to keep us going. He will continue to lead us in the right direction. So that is where living right comes from. Now, if you just say you're a Christian, but you out there um partying, smoking, drinking, chilling, and if you're a baby in Christ, and I'm not talking about you because when you're a baby in Christ, You have just came to the Lord and God, there's a process you have to go through. God is going to work on you. But if you are not a baby in Christ and you know better and you're out there living just however you want to live, you know that's not okay. You know that is not okay. We are to be holy. Yes, we are not holier than thou. We are not better than anybody else. But we have to be living in living in righteousness if you have the holy spirit then you know better period you should not be out there i mean yes people struggle with smoking and all of that but The Lord God is bigger than that. And he will take it away. If he took it away from me, he will take it away from you. And that's why we continue to go from glory to glory. We continue to grow in the Lord. We continue to get stronger. We continue to get so like strong in the Lord to where we can overcome anything with God. All things is possible. We can overcome anything with God there is nothing too hard an addiction is not too hard for god let me tell you the drinking wasn't hard for me to kick it was when i was smoking cigarettes cigarettes was the hardest part to to um kick because of the nicotine and you will hear people say oh cigarettes is so hard the nicotine i I, i'm be honest it's true it is extremely true. Hold on y'all. Ooh, goodness, Lord God. <laughs> I'm over here yawning and stuff. <laughs> and I'm not even tired though. That's the crazy part. So it was the cigarettes that um that were really the hardest part. And I started smoking um When I was with my ex-boyfriend, I was 17, and they would smoke and everything. I never did any of that. But hanging with the wrong crowd every day, every day, you become curious. And then you want to start doing it, especially as a kid. So I did that. Started smoking. I stopped at... I smoked from 17 to 20, stopped, and then started back. When I got back with my ex-boyfriend... Full, I was so stressed out, miserable, all of that, started smoking again, and I didn't quit until, um, so I got back with him 2012, and then I stopped, uh, when I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord 2017, but I didn't stop until, um, 2018, January, because, I came to the Lord in 2017. God started, I was a baby in Christ. He started working on me, working on me. I started getting stronger, stronger, stronger. I was still smoking. I wasn't really drinking. Yeah. Uh. Mm, I think I drank a little bit in 2017. Yeah, I did. I drank a little bit, but not as much. But I was smoking cigarettes still. And... And it was, I mean, that nicotine, it's literally in the mind and the enemy would tell you like, oh, you're not going to be happy. And the only reason why I smoked and drink is because it was like a stress relief to me or I thought it was. Literally, I thought it was a stress relief. I thought it was something that just made me feel good in that point in time, in that moment. It made me feel better. I don't I don't know how it's literally it's in the mind and it's literally the enemy that's putting that stuff in your mind and it's not true he's alive from hell guess what the cigarettes ain't doing nothing but putting bad stuff into your body it's not gonna do nothing but cause cancer thanks be to god that i do not have cancer i thank the lord for you know and then me being a young person too like We shouldn't be harming our body. We should not be messing up our youth or anything. Thankfully, it didn't mess up my youth. I thank the Lord for that. It didn't mess up my body. I thank the Lord for that because he covered me. One thing I can say when I did smoke, when I did smoke cigarettes, it was so crazy because I would pray. I would pray over the cigarette. Like, I would ask God, please don't harm don't let it harm me, please don't let it cause any cancer. Yeah, I would pray over it like it was food, and God kept me protected. He really did, and I thank the Lord for that. I truly do I take I thank the Lord for that, but there is no addiction that is bigger than God. God is bigger than that addiction. when you become saved and when God starts to work on you, you can kick any addiction. You can kick any addiction. Nicotine has to bow to the blood of Jesus. Alcohol has to bow to the blood of Jesus. Guess what? When you become a new um a new creature in Christ, the Bible tells us we um old things are passed away, you become new. Yes, there's a process, but as you grow in the Lord, you become stronger. And I remember it was December of 2017. Yes, it was December of 2017. My pastor preached on one, he preached one service, and I know it was December 2017. And he said, It had no, you know what? I think it was the 31st of December of 2017 because it was getting ready to be New Year's. And he said, You have to give this was my preacher at the time. He's not my preacher anymore. But anyways, he said, you have to give like a sacrifice to the Lord, give up something that you love so much and give it, give it up for God sacrifice. And the only thing, cause at this point I, I was no longer drinking, but at this point I was like, man, the only thing that I know I want to let go is cigarettes. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna give it up. I, I feel like I'm stronger. God has strengthened me. He has strengthened me. And I know that the Holy Spirit doesn't cannot do well in an unclean place, in an unclean house. Our 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 bodies is a house. And the Holy Spirit is in there. Do you think the Holy Spirit wants to be dwelling somewhere where you're smoking? And where you're having all that smoke in your body. No. He doesn't want to dwell well in that. He has to dwell well in a holy, clean place. And I just, you know, I was just like, you know what? I need to give it up. And again, I'm a baby in Christ. But I, I was basically a year old in Christ. Because it was literally almost a year that I gave my life to Christ during this time. So... I was just like, okay, yes, I need to give it up. I got to give this up. I don't need it anymore. I'm a new creature in Christ, you know. And I remember the beginning of January, I think I probably told y'all like on the most recent, I mean the oldest episodes. So I basically... Gave up the cigarettes. This is the beginning of January of 2018. But I brought like a black a mile because I didn't wanna buy I didn't wanna like buy a whole pack of cigarettes and then that keeps me smoking. So I basically brought a black a mile and like just like puffed on it if I got like a craving for a cigarette. And that went on for I think like the first two weeks of January. Because I know my birthday was January 10th. So I know, I, I believe I was still smoking. No, you know what? I don't think I... Okay, I wasn't smoking cigarettes, but I was smoking the black amount. And I remember it was my birthday and everything. So I want to say after my birthday, it had to been like a Monday. I remember just saying, you know what? I'm going to stop completely. And I remember going to work not having a cigarette all day, but I was fine. It's like, yes, it didn't. It felt weird. It did. It felt weird that whole day, but I made it through. Like God carried me through. The second day was not so bad. The third day is when I just felt so strong. I felt good. And I just went without the cigarettes and I was fine. Fourth day, I was really good. Fifth day, I was good. So basically, if you get through the first two days, you are basically healed from nicotine. And all the lies that's in your head, because the enemy would tell me, oh, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be able to live a happy life if you don't smoke. And that's a lie from hell, because I've been extremely happier. Excuse me. I've been extremely happier with I burped, so that's why I said excuse me, y'all. <laughs> um, but with God, I'm way happier. I never was happy with cigarettes. That's the thing. It was just a stress relief. It was like a mind thing. I don't know. It was so weird. But the enemy is such a liar, y'all. So don't listen to that weirdo. He he. And the thing is, a lot of us will believe his lies because I was believing them. I I believed his lies but then God showed me otherwise and I just thank the Lord for that. But yeah, y'all, so if you're dealing with an addiction, you have to be encouraged and just know that you can you can literally be delivered from an addiction on the spot. All you have to do is, if you've been rocking with God, you know you got God. You know the Lord's been on your side. You know that you are strong. The Bible tells us when we're weak, we're actually strong because of God. We're strong because of Him. He makes us stronger. He does it all. He carries us, y'all. You can do all things. If you're on drugs... Tell God to deliver you. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm positive he'll deliver you right then in there. If you give it up to him and you're extremely serious, because there's a lot of us that will say, oh, you know, I want to continue." I don't even know how I'm going getting on this, but you know what? I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit have his way. There's a lot of us that say, oh, we want to quit. We want to quit drugs. We want to quit cigarettes. We want to quit liquor. We want to quit all of that stuff. But really deep inside our hearts, we don't really want to quit. We say it, but we're not really meaning it. You have to really mean it. When you're tired, you're tired, you can stop. Because God will give you the strength to rise up and stop. To rise up and know that he's bigger than any addiction. He's bigger than anything. But you have to really mean it from the heart that you want to give up cigarettes, that you want to give up liquor, that you want to give up crack, cocaine, weed, whatever the addiction is. Don't just say it because it sounds good. You have to really mean it. I had an ex friend that would always say, Oh, I want to give up cigarettes. I want to stop cigarettes. But he really didn't. He enjoyed smoking and he still, well, I don't know about now because I haven't talked to him in like two months. But or no, it ain't been no two months. I don't know why. Well, we in March. It's been like four months. I haven't talked to him since November. So December, January, February, March. March. Yes, y'all. It's four months. So, anyways, he would always just say, "Oh, you know, I want to give up, but be so quick to go smoke and be so happy to smoke and everything else." He did not want to give up, and I'm not judging, but I know he didn't because. He never like, he didn't really mean it from the heart. A lot, of, a lot of us will just say it. And I know because I used to be that same person. I would say, oh, I'm going to stop cigarettes. But knowing I didn't want to, I wanted to continue smoking. But when I was tired and I was really truthful and really meant it, trust and believe God was able to help me give up that disgusting ugh, addiction. It's completely disgusting. But when you're doing it you don't see what other pe what other non-smokers see you don't you don't smell what other non-smokers smell because the be, not the lord sorry father but because the enemy has you in bondage if you are in bondage and you are basically you can't break free from an addiction then you're in bondage God came to give us life and give us life more abundantly. He died on our sins. I mean, he died on the cross to set us free. To set us free, not for us to be in bondage, not for us to be in bondage to an addiction. No. That's the enemy. And I remember, oh, you know what? Today, actually... But long story short, I was freed from cigarettes, and I thank the Lord. And um, I did slip up uh, October of 2020, and I smoked for two weeks, and I haven't smoked since. Like So I did. We're, we're human. We do fall short of his glory. We all fall But God also picks us up. So, yeah, I didn't smoke for a long time. But like I said, I slipped up. October 2020, I smoked for two weeks. I was going through some stuff. And that same so-called friend, the one I told you guys about, that acted like he wanted to stop, but he really didn't. He was quick to give me a cigarette. He was he didn't care about anything that I was going through. He didn't even, I told him that I was feeling sad. I was feeling depressed because the, it was a lot of warfare going on. The enemy was just like doing so much. It was so crazy. But that same so-called friend didn't even ask me what was wrong. Didn't do none of that, but was quick to give me cigarettes to want me to get back smoking because he, for one, was mad that I didn't smoke anymore. And a lot of people will envy that if they see that you are broke or you or God has set you free from an addiction, they would. They get jealous because they're like, well, I'm not free. I want you to start smoking. He was quick to give me a cigarette. I'm telling you, all like, no lie, but it's okay. Glory to God, because God broke me free again. I smoked for two weeks. October of last year, and God took that thing from me, and I ain't look back, don't ever want none of that stuff. That's disgusting. Completely disgusting. Shoot. Now, I I, I don't drink, but I will on my married, or when I get married, whoever my future husband is, on my wedding day, I do want, like, a glass of wine, of red wine. And yeah, <laughs> so anyways, um, but yeah, so, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. So I was watching, it's this pastor that my mom be watching. I was at her house this morning because I made her a salad, um, you know, just want to see my mom eat healthy. So I'm going to start making her salads once a week, every Sunday, and then doing some exercises with her on Sundays as well. Y'all. If you have your parents, definitely do something special for them. If you see that they're trying to get healthier or eat healthier, help them. Do something like you don't have to do it every day, but do something once a week to help your parents. You know, they was there for you. You'd be there for them. So anyways, um. oh, I was at my mom's house and she watches this preacher. His name is Jesse. And that's crazy because my mom's name is Jesse, but their their names are spelled different. Hers is the girl's way, I eat, and then his is the boys' way I eat. Anyways, and he was telling how um some lady had like cancer, and she I think she was at the hospital or in like a home where other cancer patients were, and she had like a whole in her throat to be able to talk y'all seen those commercials where they press the button and it's like for them to talk and they sound like I don't know if y'all heard of Kane from WWE well it was WWF back then and how he talked but that's how they sound like a like a robot or something like that well anyways the lady smoked so much she had cancer and she had that hole and he went cuz I guess she wanted him to pray for her. So he went up there where she was and he said when he went in there she got a cigarette and she stuck the cigarette in the hole and was inhaling. So still smoking. Like, what? And he said he was so shocked. He didn't he was just like, "Oh my god." Like he didn't want to say much to her but um you know about that, but yeah, it's because she was in bondage, she was addicted to that cigarette. And you would think, if you have a hole, you could bet you can't breathe out of your mouth, and you already have a hole in your chest to be able to like, um, to talk and all of that. Why stick a cigarette in there? It, that nicotine is so wicked. It's so evil. It's not. It's of the devil. It's literally of the devil because you shouldn't be addicted to nothing except for God. To his word. That's what we should be addicted to. Because it's good for our spirit. It's good. But anything that's wicked that has you addicted. That's not of God. That's of the enemy. That's of the devil. I don't care how much you try to justify. It's not of God. And. um, But yeah. So he said he still went ahead and prayed for her. But she ended up dying. Um, a week later. Oh and i think before he prayed for her he was like um you're still smoking or you shouldn't be smoking and he and uh she was like oh um my whole family smokes and he realized that it was like a generational curse so there are generational curses and a lot of y'all need to break them i know on my dad's side not on my mom's side but on my dad's side it is generational curses there's generational curses of smoking cigarettes. I remember I went, when my dad got out in 2009, me, my mom, my brothers, we all moved down to San Bernardino, and that's when I met all my family members on my dad's side, and majority of them, 99.9% of them smoked cigarettes, 99.9% of them drank liquor and alcohol, I mean that's the same thing, Dutch wanda. okay, I meant liquor and beer ninety nine point well, I don't know the other one. I don't know what I was gonna say, but I can say majority of them smoked and drink, and that was a generational curse. I almost had that the enemy almost put that on me, well, he did, but God broke it, and I thank God it ends with me. My mom and her side of the family, no, most of them do most of them don't smoke no cigarettes i don't even know any of them that smoke cigarettes i don't even know any of them yeah they they might drink on special occasions but not like all the time like my family and my dad on his side my dad i don't know about now but i know before he drank so much he would wake up having beers he would go to sleep drinking now he got diabetes so i hope he has slowed down I know before he would smoke cigarettes back to back. um, So it was just easy for me to catch on to that. Like, and it did, it, it, it came on to me, but God broke it. I thank the Lord 2018, it was broken. And I just thank God. I thank God for no more generational curses. It stops here with me. I'm not going to keep that going. And see, that lady that I told y'all the pastor prayed for, she could have broke it. She wanted to be healed. But how are you going to be healed when you're not even taking anything serious right now? You're putting a cigarette in the hole in your throat. And she could have broke, she could have been healed. She could have broke those generational curses, but she kept it going. And and unfortunately, she ended up passing away a week later, he said. So, y'all, it's time for generational curses to be broken. Let it stop and end with you because the thing is it will rub off to your kids if you don't break it right then and there. It's completely true. It's completely true because it tried to come on me. It did. But I thank God because he's bigger than it and he broke it. And I just thank God. Woo, We went through a lot of different... um. <laughs> topic <laughs> topics today but Holy Spirit had his way so we talked about just how these homes are a lot of homes are not you know they don't have God and they're not there's no peace it's so wicked that we talked about how there are homes that do have the peace of God that are blessed and we talked about how you can be blessed in your environment like god will bless those around you then we went to talking about addictions and how god is bigger than those addictions then we went to talking about the generational curses so glory to god um i do want to i don't really have that much time because it will end in an hour and it's 48 minutes so i do want to just go ahead and give you guys the scriptures that she gave me um i'm gonna read psalms 133 Verse 3, and I'll give you the other scriptures, and you guys can read that on your own. So let's do this. Glory to the Most High. He's so good. He's a good God. That's why you guys have to keep God first, Say in His will, because He will bless everything. He will bless everything if you're in His will. If you're in His will with Your job, he's going to bless it. He's going to bless you and the job around you. If you are in, if you have given your children to the Lord and told the Lord to help you raise your children, God is going to bless your children. Also, your marriage. God is going to bless your marriage if y'all have got the head. God should be the head of the marriage. I know whenever it's my time to get married, when God says it's time for me to get married, I'm going to make sure God is number one in our marriage because I have seen so many divorces. I have seen so many single parents and I'm not talking down or looking down on y'all, but I don't want that for my children because I know what it feels like to not have a dad being a girl Growing up, I didn't have my father. I would always hear, I remember the last time before he got locked up for a long time, I was in fourth grade, and I remember him saying, I'm going to come get you, daughter, and you can come stay with me. I waited for my dad that whole day. He never came. Come to find out he got locked up, and that's when he was locked up, all the way till I was 17, until 09. So... I just remember that and I just remember not really having my father and I needed my father to you know he should have been the my the first man to show me how a woman should be treated. He I didn't get that and I missed out on that. I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to see a happy home. I want my kids, my, well, I'll say my future kids because I don't have kids yet, but my future kids, I want them to see a loving father, a loving mother, and how a woman and a man should love each other, a healthy marriage. And I want my kids to have that father interaction. I want to break gener- generational curses. I don't want um to be statistics you know they want to say black families never have the father no I don't want to be another statistic I can't even pronounce it y'all sorry I want to do better and I'm speaking it because words are powerful so that will come to pass because I have God and I know God will bless everything. God doesn't bless mess, but He will. He has His hands on me. I know there's an amazing man for me. There's a man that's gonna love me and we're gonna have beautiful kids and I don't even know why I'm going here, but hey Holy Spirit, have your way. We're gonna have amazing kids. We're gonna be able to raise those kids up in the Lord. The Bible tells us raise a child. Um In the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart. Something like that. But it's just basically saying you raise your kids in the Lord. You know, we're going to have a happy home. Not saying it will be perfect, but we will have God, we're going to have peace in our home. Like my pastor spoke about, you know, because we have God, we're all going to be saved. The man of God that is coming into my life and who will be my husband will be a man sent from the most high. And we will have an amazing family. And God will be first. The Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I s- declare and decree that scripture over me and my future spouse and my future children. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, um, let me read the Psalms 133, verse 3. So it says, as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So it says God, you know, commanded that blessing. And that's what God is doing. That's what he wants to do. But he's going to do that for his people. So get right with God. We need God. We need God all the days of our life. We need the blessings of God. And those are the benefits that come with it. That's what I continue to speak and let you guys know. There's so many blessings when it comes to serving the Lord. We are blessed. We are blessed and highly favored and people being around us, God will bless them. And I can truly say that my mom is saved and I. It's so amazing because every time God blesses me, he blesses my mom. And that's one thing I can't wait. When God truly takes me to the next level, when God truly like takes me up there, I'm going to give the world to my mom. That's what I want to do. I'm going to give her the world. I want to buy her a home. I want to buy her her own car. I want. I don't want her to have to work. Lord knows my heart and it's going to come to pass. I'm speaking it. I thank the Lord. No, like <laughs> it's going to be so beautiful. And I know God is going to do that because my heart, my heart is so pure. I won't just forget about my mom when God, you know, raised me up and blesses me mightily to where I'll have you know, I'll be very wealthy, I'm going to make sure I repay my mom because she's always been there for me. She's so amazing. She's she's just a true blessing. But what I was going to say is that every time God blesses me, he always blesses my mom. It's so awesome. And I just, I thank God. And I just, I thank the Lord in this hour. So let me give you guys the other scriptures and you guys could read them on your own. So she she said, Acts 16, 31, Psalms 37, hold on, okay, yeah, Psalms 37, verse 1 through 5, 1 Corinthians 17, verse 27, Genesis 39, verse 2 through 5, and I believe that's it, <laughs> Perfect. So I love y'all. I got to get going because this is about to stop. So glory be to God. Father, we just thank you. You really had your way on this on this episode. Lord, we just praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Lord, allow us to put you first. Lord God, break any generational curses. Whoever is going through an addiction and don't know how to be um, set free. Lord God, show them that they are strong with you. And deliver them, Father God, from that wicked addiction in Jesus' mighty name. You did it for me and you did it for many other people. But not only deliver them, Lord, let them be the ones to end the generational curses. We break all generational curses. We break the roots of it. We cut the roots of it and we cast it into out of, out of darkness in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. Save us, Lord. If we're not, well, if anybody that's listening is not saved, save them, Father God. Forgive us for all our sins in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father. You're such a sweet God. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.